And welcome back here on the Farm Hour, Rory Levandusky joining us in studio as he does uh, several times a month on Tuesday mornings as we talk agriculture with Rory. And today's topic is starting calves right. Before we talk any more about that, Rory, I'll bring you in. Say very good morning. Happy to have you in here today. Morning, Ron. Glad to be here. Well, our topic again today is starting calves right. So first off, some listeners out there might be thinking, what's he talking about? So, A, what do you mean by this opening statement, uh, and why is getting calves off to a good start something important enough that we're talking about it here today? Sure. Well, Ron, there's an old saying that says, well begun is half done. And so the goal here is to start our dairy heifers from day one on a path to success. Uh, those dairy heifers, uh, of course, those calves represent the future profit center of a dairy operation. And getting a dairy calf off to a healthy start and uh, reducing the incidence of some of those calf wood diseases, along with ensuring a good average daily weight gains, um, actually can provide 1,000 to 2,500 pounds of milk production advantage in that first lactation. So starting early really is a key here. Rory, you mentioned two points in raising calves that, that relate to future milk production and profitability, calf wood disease and... Uh, average daily gain. Specific health issue? Is there a specific average daily weight gain goal? When you talk about those things, are there two specific things right. that you're looking for? Yeah, uh, those are good questions, Ron. So health-wise, uh, diarrhea or scours is the top challenge to raising healthy young calves. Uh, according to a 2007 National Animal Health Monitoring Systems report, uh, almost 24%, uh, so almost one in four pre-weaned calves had diarrhea, approximate, had diarrhea, and approximately 18% of those calves then were treated with an antimicrobial, uh, and that had some implications for future health. Uh, those stats make diarrhea twice as common as respiratory diseases, which came in second place uh, with about a 12.4% uh, incident rate in young calves. Now, regarding average daily weight gain, uh, the recommendation is that calves should double their birth weight within the first 60 days of life. Rory, you mentioned the prevalence of diarrhea. So how does a dairy operation keep young calves healthy and growing? And, and are there certain management practices that can be put in place on the farm to, to make sure that that happens. Right, and so it really is all about kind of management and that early care. So there's been a lot written about uh, pre-weaning management of dairy calves, and uh, after I viewed some of that information, I think there are really probably three main management factors to get calves started right and then to keep them moving forward in a healthy manner. And those management areas are your day one colostrum feeding, uh, your post-colostrum nutrition, and then third, uh, the physical calf-raising environment. Once again, Rory Levandusky with us this morning talking about making sure you start your calves off right uh, at the very get-go. Rory, let's look at each of those management areas in a little more detail this morning, beginning with day one colostrum feeding. What makes this so important from day one and uh, in, in what must be done to make sure that this is a success? Yeah. Well, I think uh, really the important factor here, or the, the, the main fact driving this, is that newborn calves do not have an immune system to protect them from diseases. They have to absorb antibodies from colostrum to gain that early life protection from diseases. So it's kind of that, that passive uh, transfer that needs to occur. Uh, and in addition, what makes this a, a challenge is that there's a very limited time frame 
when those antibodies can be absorbed across the gut. Uh, newborn calves should receive four quarts of high-quality colostrum or 10% of their birth weight. Uh, we use that especially for some of our smaller breeds, and that should be given within six hours of birth. Now, research has shown that feeding four versus two quarts of colostrum to our large breed calves, so think, you know, like Holstein, may increase milk production by as much as 2,500 pounds during the first lactation. So again, this is a, a really important factor. Now, regarding colostrum quality, uh, you can test your colostrum samples with a BRICS uh, refractometer, uh, specifically measuring kind of the, the energy or sugar content here. The goal is to feed colostrum with a BRICS reading of greater than 23%. Now, besides the IgG antibodies contained in colostrum, uh, we also know that colostrum contains growth factors, hormones, and other biologically active factors that help the development of that digestive tract, and they provide positive benefits that carry through right into the adult life of that animal. The second management factor you mentioned, Rory, was post-colostrum nutrition. What are the key components there of a young calf diet and what makes some farms maybe more successful in that area compared with others? Right, and I, <clears throat> I think it's really going to go back a lot of times to attention to detail. Uh, so it's really important to understand that that young calf, uh, even though, yeah, it's bovine species, but it's not yet a ruminant animal. It's not capable of digesting forages. It can't utilize a forage diet until that rumen develops, and that takes several months for that rumen to develop to that point. So therefore, young calves, especially that first three to four weeks of life, they're dependent upon pretty much a, a liquid diet that provides them adequate protein, energy, vitamins, and minerals. So in general, uh, that liquid diet, and whether that's composed of, of whole milk or milk replacer, uh, has to have a concentration of about 12%, uh, certainly no more than 15% than total solids. And then starting at no later than, than four days of age, calves really should have access to free choice water, along with good quality calf starter. Research again is showing that depriving these calves of free choice water resulting in about 31% less starter intake and 38% less weight gain compared to those calves that were provided with water free choice. Now those farms that are doing a good job with young calf nutrition, they're also providing multiple feedings of that milk or milk replacer each day. They're paying attention to the solid contents of the diet. They're monitoring the temperature of that milk or milk replacer so that it's fed at a temperature somewhere between that 101 to 105 degrees Fahrenheit. And that feeding temperature also applies to free choice water, especially now as we look at getting into cold weather. Uh, so you have to make sure that water's out there, uh, has an opportunity for the calf to drink, and then obviously um, dispose of that water before it freezes solid. The final aspect then that sets uh, good farms apart from maybe the average farm is they have a really good feeding sanitation program. Rory, if you would briefly summarize the important aspects of a feeding sanitation program and talk about why that's so important. Yeah. Well, the issue here is that that milk or, or milk replacer, it, it, it obviously leaves a residue or film on feeding surfaces. So uh, oftentimes we hear that term maybe biofilm or, or film, and it's a, a great environment for bacteria to grow. Uh, it, it really um, allows us to get into trouble if we allow those bacteria to multiply. And we have to, to recognize that bacteria can double in number about every 20 minutes. 
So numbers can be astronomical after just a, a few hours. So poor sanitation is really a common cause of disease outbreak in calves. Uh, so put it into common terminology, I've heard uh, that situation compared to what we might experience as food poisoning. So that's what we try, want to try to avoid. Cleaning involves removing that visible milk residue. We're going to use you know, water and detergents to remove and clean. And then we're going to sanitize, uh, which involves killing the bacteria. It, it involves an extra step after just washing and cleaning that would utilize something like an acid sanitizer product. Rory, this brings us to your third key management factor, which is the physical environment. So what do you mean by this when you say physical environment? And again, best practices uh, as far as managing this. Sure. Uh, well, that relates to the environment and the facilities that the calf lives in. So, you know, whether it's uh, outdoor in hutches, uh, in an indoor heated uh, facility or an indoor unheated facility, whatever place that calf is located. That calf needs to be clean, dry, and comfortable as part of staying healthy, gaining weight, and just generally thriving. So calf pens need to be regularly cleaned, provided with bedding material that keeps those calves dry and comfortable. So pre-weaned calves experience cold stress at temperatures under 50. So that's a, a big consideration here. They don't have a good thermal regulation system yet uh, and good hair coat. So uh, long stem straw then, as we get into our late fall and, and winter conditions, that long stem straw is really considered the gold standard for calf bedding during cold weather. Dry bedding should be kept deep enough to allow calves to nestle down to the point where their legs are covered. You can check bedding quality by kneeling down in calf pens. Drop to your knees, and uh, if your knees stay clean and dry, the bedding quality is good. If they're dirty and wet, you need to increase your bedding amount. The other aspect of the environment is ventilation, air movement. During the summer, uh, we need an air exchange of about 40 times per hour. Now in the winter, that drops down. We just need an air exchange about four times per hour. We also need to consider, are there drafts coming in? We want to keep drafts away from young calves in cold weather. A draft is defined by air moving faster than about 50 feet per minute. Uh, that's about one half mile per hour, so it doesn't take a lot. Uh, this is a situation also uh, as we get into cold weather where calf jackets can be very beneficial to young calves. Uh, again, in cold weather and in those unheated housing systems. Finally, Rory, any last management tips that we haven't covered yet on early calf care that maybe you want to, to talk about before we close? Yeah, uh, I read an in interesting article in an April 29 uh, Bovine Vet Online article. It focused on the gut biome in young calves. So really looking at what type of bacteria and such are happening there. And one important takeaway was that use of antibiotics has an adverse effect on the gut microbiota. Uh, that in turn affects the calves immune system. Uh, so the article mentioned that often a common practice is to treat calves that have diarrhea with antibiotics, but the major pathogens involved often in the early weeks of those lives are viruses and protozoa. They don't respond to bacteria, and by using antibiotics, you've now done some harm to the gut biome, and so uh, that can set the calf back as well. So it's important for calf managers to work closely with their veterinarian and develop good protocols for when to use antibiotics. All right, Rory, we wrap things up today, as always, by having you let people know where they can find out more information about this topic. Yeah, contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. These broadcasts are also available as podcasts. Uh, you look for those uh, on our website with links to them, uh, courtesy, again, of WQKT Radio. 
Once again, talking about uh, starting calves off right uh, in a number of different ways this morning, our friend from the OSU Extension Office, Rory Levandusky, here on the Farm Hour. More to come. Uh, we'll check in with your five-day forecast up next. Hope you'll stay tuned.